0: It's really interesting. The coronavirus, or or, uh, I was pausing on that because I I don't know what to call it now. Do you say the the disease, the outbreak formerly known as coronavirus and now it's COVID-19? Or there's some other kind of sar corona thing they're talking about? And, you know, I don't mean to make light of it. It's just, it's kind of weird how you come up with a name and then all of a sudden like, no, that's not the name. Something different. What's really wild is this. You know, you could have some bad news like this outbreak which is you know pretty pretty terrible but because of that it creates some interesting good changes. This is Jack Kelly with the Recruiter Podcast and, and today I want to talk about this unintended consequence of the outbreak has which could really make a substantial difference in the lives of everybody who's listening to this. So what's been happening is major companies, Google, JP Morgan, Amazon, Twitter, they're all figuring out how do we keep our employees safe? How do we make sure we don't inadvertently help the spread I'm going to keep calling it coronavirus because that sounds, you know, you know, better than COVID-19. So how can we help stem the spread of it and do our part to make things better? So you're starting to see these companies come up with solutions. Now, I spoke about one of them the other day in our podcast where JP Morgan and others are saying, hey, work from home. Because you know, for the obvious reasons, if you work from home, you're not gonna be there, you're not gonna be breathing on other people, infecting people, getting infected, and all that. So it makes a lot of sense. And it turns out to be good for the employees who could work from home. And it's great for the company, maybe long-term if this works out, to save money on rent and other expenses. But we're also seeing different things. So the other day, Google announced that for job interviews, it's gonna be held on Google Hangouts. Now, I know probably people have FaceTime, and other, other things. I'm not sure if you use Google Hangouts. We use it here in the office because we have people working in different, uh, different cities. And it's awesome. You just have it. We let it go all day long and you can talk just like they're here. So with Google, obviously, it's their product. So they're using Google Hangouts. So instead of having somebody come to the office and have that in-person interview who could actually maybe they have you know you know coronavirus and they spread it or maybe they get it so they figured rather than calling somebody to come in there they'll just you know for their safety of their own home have a have a, a video chat with a hiring manager in hr now it doesn't seem like much at first but if you really kind of look several steps ahead well that could be the standard now does that happen now of course but it's not really the standard which what i've noticed which is a a shift which isn't so great it went from meeting in person you know coming there and meeting a hiring manager in person and then you know coming back and meet some other people that's changed to have a phone call which to me it's it's really not helpful particularly for the candidate because if you're having a phone call you really can't you're not going to see the interviewer, you're not going to see the hiring manager, you're not going to judge facial expressions when you say something, you know, sometimes you need that to see that person to feed off of them. You don't see the person's office because maybe there's some sports memorabilia and you're like, "Wait, you know, I root for the same team or I went to the same college, find some common ground." With a call, it's it's colder. So given that's become the new normal, if you could substitute it with a video All right, it's not maybe as good as being in person, but it's definitely better than a phone call. So I think it works really well for candidates because as I mentioned before, they could get a real sense of the company, they could look around the office where they are, they could see the interviewer, they can kind of get a vibe for how that person is and know when she kind of, you know, says, hmm, I like what he's saying, and you go with it, or hmm, I'm going in the wrong direction, let me change, which is really important to do well in the interview. So that, that could be really meaningful. And then it also helps with the interviewer because then they get a better feel for the person. Now, if that keeps moving forward, That could be a pretty good thing. It could be a pretty good thing. Particularly also, it's so hard. You know, if you're a job seeker and you have to go out and, you know, go for an interview. Let's take New York City. It's not easy to get around. Let's say you work downtown and you have uh, an interview midtown, across town midtown. That could easily take you an hour, depending on traffic, to get there and that whole way you're stressing, am I gonna catch the right train? Am I gonna get an Uber? Is the Uber gonna be stuck in traffic? Is someone gonna notice me? Am I gonna come in late? Am I gonna be in a, let's say it's the summer, am I gonna come in, I'm gonna be a sweaty, rumpled mess going in there. Then, while you're having the interview, you're kinda trying not to be obvious, but you're looking at your watch to see, hey, all right, got to get out of here soon, but I don't want to, it's going well, so what do I do? Because you know that you have to now take a half an hour, 40 minutes to kind of race back before anyone notices that you're missing. And then you can get in trouble. So to have that video really helps out. So if you have, number one, so if you're able to work from home, and if you haven't listened to that you know, last podcast, I, I don't know why you wouldn't, because that's crazy, but it, you know, we are talking about how Working from home is fantastic. If you have a young child, if you have elderly parents, sick relatives, you know, you could take care of the kids, you could take care of your family. You could wake up at a reasonable hour because you don't have to schlep into the Manhattan with tons of traffic. You don't come home all tired and cranky and hangry and just, you know, fall asleep on the couch watching TV. It's a big difference. It's also a big savings for the company because the company, you know, if this works out, could save a fortune on rent. It's good for the environment because you're not going – everyone's going in cars, kicking out all those fumes. So those are two really good things. Another thing that uh, companies are starting to focus – and this is kind of cold. I don't, I don't know if you've been reading about it. I wrote a Forbes article the other day, and I think I'm going to talk about this in a podcast, that you have the uh, – I don't know how to pronounce it. I'll say Uyghurs, a Muslim um, kind of minority in in China that um, – and this is open. You know, Google, you know, they had them in re-doctrination camps or whatever you want to call it. But it seems uh, very kind of shady where they're putting these people. And under the guise of, I guess, being concerned that they may quote be quote-unquote terrorists, are trying to re-educate them to be, you know, more – Chinese, I suppose, and it doesn't seem they're in pleasant situations, but it got worse. According to a think tank report, they say that they've taken maybe 80,000 plus of these folks, took them out of the camps, and put them in factories to work, making Nike sneakers, making iPhones, work you know, stuff for BMW, the Gap. Ralph Lauren, all these major companies. And, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of forced labor. They don't have a choice in the matter. They didn't say, oh, yeah, I, w- I want to take this job and I'm going to do this. No, they have to. Not only are they forced labor, but they can't practice their religion. They're segregated from society as a whole. They're being surveilled all the time. So another thing I think is going to happen is these companies and executives are going to start realizing, hey, we have to monitor who we do business with. You know, we have to look at the supply chain and see, are we, you know, are we de- do we want to be the company that has a product made by forced labor where these people are really being taken advantage of and the country that's producing this really doesn't care about human rights. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about health issues. So probably do these CEOs and executives and board of directors know about it? Probably, but it was easy to turn a blind eye when no one else, I think when the average people didn't know, I had no idea this was going on. So now there's really no excuse. They know what's going on. They have to say, maybe we can't continue. And if you noticed, particularly among the millennials, they're very conscious about these things. They really want to make sure they work for companies that have corporate ethics, You know, they treat people well, they have morals, and that their, their social guiding light is similar to what they view. And if they're not comfortable, they're going to leave and go somewhere else. So you're going to start to see where these companies are going to be whether they like to or not, they're gonna have to be more eyes open to the supply chain, the workers in other countries, how they're treated, how much they earn. So you're starting to see all these different things coalescing together. So you've, you have the work from home, you have the video you know interviews, you have where they're watching the supply chain. And then also with technology, if you think about it, there's not the need to do all this travel. Companies are now canceling conferences. They're, they're, they're canceling all sorts of large-scale meetings. And again, they're doing this in large part because they want to do their part not to kind of spread the virus and not have pe- a lot of people in one place. So if they were having their yearly conference, uh, some other kind of event, they're not doing anymore. And if you think about it, why do you need these people flying around the country where it costs a lot of money, it's not great for the environment, and you could easily just have videos to do the same thing? So I think another thing that's going to happen is that these companies are going to start thinking, there's really no need to have this. Plus, not only is it not a need for the conferences, but think about all the annoying meetings you go to on a regular basis. You have to prepare for the meeting, then you go to the meeting. It lasts for hours, nothing really gets done, but then after the meeting you have to talk about what happened in the meeting, and it's a colossal waste of time. So if you have people working from home and they're not in the office, then the chances are there's not gonna be a lot of meetings. So if you, if you start adding it up for the average worker, things gonna be a little better. You're not gonna, because a lot of people don't wanna travel, but are forced to travel for work. So you don't have to travel for work. You don't have to go to these annoying meetings. If you're looking for a job, you don't have to worry about sneaking out of the office and getting caught. You can just go get your phone, go outside, in front of the office, and have your video conference. Companies can have you work from home. So you start to see this seismic shift right before our eyes. And these things are happening. And, and the cool thing is, it benefits everybody. So it's not as if companies would do this begrudgingly. I think what's gonna happen as time goes on, and in a way, it's kind of cynical, because if the coronavirus keeps going on, the longer people are gonna be working from home, the longer they're gonna have these video interviews and so on, and realize, wait, we can do this. This is all viable. The companies benefit, too, because they're going to realize, hey, wait, our employees are much happier when they're at home. They have much more freedom, and they're more productive, and they're able to ha- take care of their kids and family members. They don't have to do the commute. Plus, wow, maybe we don't need this huge skyscraper in Manhattan that's costing us a fortune. You know, Maybe we could have a smaller place that from time to time when we have to get people together – save a fortune and that fortune can be passed back to the employees in terms of raises bonuses what have you and or cutting the cost of their products to make them more competitive so they went out the employees went out because it makes their life much better and it's great for the environment because obviously that's a big cause lately so it's it's a win-win-win across the board for everything so i want to point out because you know as i'm watching these things you're looking for a silver lining. You know, it's not too fun when you, when you watch the stock market get crushed. And even if you're not an investor in stocks, the odds are you have a pension, you have a 401k, you have a retirement fund. You, you know, if, you're, if you have kids, you're saving up for a college fund. So you, somehow, even if you're not actively invested, it's, the, the odds are you do have something out there. So if you see it going down, it's kind of negative. It's kind of scary to worry about what's going to happen, you know, with this outbreak. So with all that negativity, it's nice to see, wait a minute, maybe something good could come from it. Now, it could be I'm an optimist or maybe just I'm connecting the dots and I see how this could be a really beneficial, you know, transition to kind of a whole new way of working. So I'm hoping to get through this bad point in time could end up actually being a really beneficial period for the workplace, for workers, you know, for the employees for the company, for the environment and everyone involved. So figure, leave on a good note with something that good hopefully is coming from this and hope it makes sense. As always, if you have questions, if you have ideas for me, if you just want to talk, feel free. I'm, you know, you'll see me on LinkedIn, on Twitter on Facebook. It's Jack Kelly. We crewed a podcast and thank you so much for listening.